0: Welcome to the Mark McSee Supersonic Food Marketing Podcast brought to you by BDO, the trusted accountancy and advisory firm. BDO really are the go-to team to help your hospitality business succeed, providing expert support and advice across all your corporate finance, due diligence, tax and accounting needs. BDO have been a champion of our industry for many years and are really proud to support many of the best brands in hospitality. If you want to make sure your business is in the safest of hands financially, BDO would love to take you for a coffee to understand your business vision so that they can help you get there. Get in touch today at bdo.co.uk to chat about how BDO can help take your hospitality business to the top and please say that I sent you. Supersonic. Supersonic. Super Sonic!
1: Super Sonic! Super Sonic! Super Sonic. Supersonic! Supersonic! Super Sonic! Supersonic! Super Sonic. Super Sonic. Super Sonic! Super Sonic! Super
0: Sonic! From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. The rocket fuel podcast for food, drink and hospitality businesses everywhere. Listen up, tell all your friends and share with your colleagues. Every single episode is packed full of tips, tricks, and advice on how you can make your brand boom. So it's just after the Christmas and New Year break, and I've been so lucky that Alison and Rich from Avocado Social came down, as they've got friends down in Brighton which meant that I could stay around the house a little bit longer, which was much needed. And we went to Platform 9 at Hove Town Hall and recorded the third social media tips for the year. So we've done it in 2018, 2019, and this year, 2020. I really hope it will give you some real good thoughts in terms of what you could be and should be concentrating on for the year, what you can maybe share with your teams, and how you can improve your business. We think there's 20 tips in there. We've kind of lost count after about 13, I think. But there's certainly some great information. And do check out the podcast notes where there'll be lots of links to actually direct you to more information on the topics that Alison spoke about. So it gives me the most 2020 foresight pleasure ever... To introduce, well, someone that you probably know by now, so this is our third one, the incredible Alison Battersby of Avocado Social.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: hello. I'm still in holiday mode.
1: Me too, me <laughs> too. Happy New
0: Year though, Mark. Yes, Happy New Year and yeah, I hope it's a good one yeah. for you and the wee man and, well I'm not talking about Rich, I'm talking about your dog, Yes. Um, but obviously Rich as well. So yeah, all Avocado. Oh so yeah, that's...
1: 2020 is going to be a good year.
0: I've not felt very excited about it.
1: Really? Mm. Ah.
0: I think I've just not got my story straight yet So I, I think okay. I was kind of hoping I usually go into every year and I'm like right This is what I'm going to talk about And, and so yeah. this week coming is writing the presentation That's going to set the tone for the year
1: Okay. At
0: um, RMI So James Haken and uh, Paul Charity's baby nice. um, So yeah So I'm, I'm I'm also concerned I'm like a broken record So Well I've I need got some 20
1: new... ideas for
0: you Good That's going to help <laughs> I'm going to nick those with pride
1: 20 20 key trends for 2020. Yes.
0: So basically, we're together today. It's a triptych, and I'm not sure what the fourth will be next year, but um, we've done three of these already where we've set the tone for the year and said, right, social media for this year coming, here's the big things that you need to think about. I think one of my biggest concerns, as always, but I think people have really upped their game this year, is that there's still 200 things that they were meant to do that's on the to-do list. But, yeah. Let's look forward. And maybe by people doing some of this, they can leapfrog the competition and what's going on.
1: Absolutely. And I always think if you can just do one or two of them, then you're going to see some big changes. I think particularly because social media moves so quickly, if you're not at least thinking about the trends, you can very quickly get left behind.
0: And how, you know, just off the bat, something I've been talking to clients about, um, of course it has been Gary Vee stuff so he's been talking about 80 to 100 posts a day ah! <laughs> where, where, where do you sit on that how are you feeling about that
1: um, I mean one of the things I love that Gary Vee says is about reusing content yep. so I think when people hear that fact mm-hmm. they often think oh my gosh how do I create those brand new pieces but mm-hmm. a lot of it is reusing, recycling yep. which I'm a big fan of I guess it it does totally depend on your personal strategy. Mm. So how many platforms you're using. You know, if you're just using Instagram to do 80 posts a day, it's it's excessive. Whereas if like Gary Vee, you're using Twitter, Instagram, Instagram stories, IGTV, you're using LinkedIn, TikTok, then I can easily see how, you know, 10 pieces of content on each Mm. platform could easily be done. But you know, that's a big team of social media people behind you as well. It's it's impossible, I yeah. think, for one person to be doing that.
0: It is tricky. And, like, I've been given some advice on budgets and things like that. So I've been trying to sort of push people to go for maybe, like, you know, around 8% of total turnover mm. and try and put most of that into exploring digital and, and yeah. having a go. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. But I think a lot of people have taken it a lot more seriously this year. Yeah. Um, but there's still boosted posts going on.
1: Yeah, there's so, still a lot of what I would call <laughs> the kind of amateur stuff yeah. as well. So um,
0: just, just for people listening, because this question comes up all the time mm-hmm. and I say, I don't think you should be boosting posts. post. I don't think it's a good idea. And then people go, why not? And I'm like, well, it's kind of this. Alison says. <laughs> so, you know, with that, what would you say then? Yeah. what's what's the definitive reasons why it's not a good
1: so thing? So boosted posts were created by Facebook to simply ensure that your posts are getting seen by more people. Yeah. So what they're great for is views. Mm-hmm. So if you've done a post on Instagram or Facebook and you want as many people to see it as possible, whether they already like you or follow mm-hmm. you or not, boosting a post can be A smart way of using some budget. Mm. However, the big mistake, which I see time and time again, and I know you do as well, Mark, Mm. is people are using boosted posts to boost their key call to action, which is trying to get something like bookings on a website or downloads of an app. And actually, the right way to go there is to use Facebook Ads Manager, Mm -hmm. which is the sophisticated dashboard which Facebook has created which allows you to advertise in a really smart way across Facebook and Instagram, yes. and this year, WhatsApp as well. So boosted posts can be great if you're just looking for you know a few extra views of your video or maybe some comments or likes on your post, mm. but it's not going to get you new followers, yeah. it's not going to get you website bookings, it's not going to get you app downloads, yeah. etc. And I, that's the key thing. Well, the
0: other thing that I think is really... Is it, it, still shocks me is the amount of money people are putting on this like they're spending more on the lottery every week right and you're kind of going oh put two quid on that and you're thinking what
1: i'm like how much did you spend last month oh about you know 30 pounds in total (laughs) and i think if you're boosting a post for you know five to ten pounds or even less than that it's it's almost there's not much point because there's so much competition and there's You know, well over 500 million other advertisers (laughs) doing the same thing, thing. or spending more. Exactly. So, the two things that I would really advise against is boosting every post. Mm. So, I see businesses just, you know, putting two quid behind every Every post. post. Not going to happen. You're going to see very low quality engagement from that, or non engagement Mm. at all. And the second thing is, you know, spending too little. So if you're running a competition or something, Mm -hmm. absolutely put 30 quid, put 50 quid behind it and you'll see your competition fly. But, you know, otherwise, if it's if it's just something else that you're looking to push, like happy Monday, here's some Monday motivation. I'd really question whether that's the right thing to do, putting budget behind that or whether you should save that budget. Towards something like an always-on ad, yeah. which is always driving bookings yeah. on your website, for example.
0: I think there's been a couple of things lately. I'm, I'm continually impressed by Coat. I think they mm. do some really good advertising yes. in the carousel.
1: Yeah, and
0: the photography looks beautiful. And you know, I'm I'm not Coat's number one customer by any means and stuff. But <laughs> we whereas, are. <laughs> oh, you are. Oh, yeah, yeah we love good.
1: Coat. Yeah, I, yeah. I,
0: I, I, it's just. When out with a little, she's kind of not at that age yet, or you know, yeah. but, doesn't um, like
1: the, in the air yes, and red wine all that
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah. but, but basically, I'm just like it just looks to die for. Yeah. But they had an odd one last night. The way the carousel was it looked like it was like a double-ended bottle of wine, the way they had the nice. thing. So it just kind of made you go, oh. so I don't know if it was nice or, I, I don't know, I just kind of got a
1: roll. Oh. I think yeah. it's quite cool when you see businesses um, being quite playful with carousels, yeah. so they've got a long image that they've split into four or five different yeah. pictures. Yeah. It would be so cool, I think, to see a long table of food of place oh, well, that's, that's then idea. cut yeah. into four or five different pictures and you scroll along this long dining yeah. table I think that would be really we cool or cocktails we yeah, have <laughs> a bar yeah. full of cocktails that's a great but idea but carousel works so well with food and drink yeah. because people want to scroll through you know if they don't like that picture of the muscles, mm. they might like the steak in the next shot. Yeah. Uh, so you're, I think if you're just using one single image, you're putting all your eggs in one basket yeah. and hoping for the best, so yeah. give people choice. Yeah. That kind of leads me quite nicely, Mark, onto our first trend <laughs> of 2020, which is video. Yes. Now, I probably say this every year, that video is the key trend.
0: Yeah, I'm bored of you saying that. Yeah, it,
1: sorry. But <laughs> I honestly think anything moving Whether that's a quick GIF, a boomerang, whether it's even just using like a sticker Mm -hmm. on a story that's animated, anything that's moving is going to be much better in terms of the engagement that you'll see than a stock, not a stock, sorry, a single static Static, image. According to a Cisco study, by 2022, so just two years time, 82% of All online content is going to be video. Yeah. And I think I've heard Mark Zuckerberg um, predict that Facebook will just purely be video in the future. There won't be any kind of single static images at all. Um, Now, this is just something to think about. I know that across some of our clients, we do see single images still work well in the Instagram grid. But I'm definitely starting to see more and more businesses be quite playful with video, and video and ads yeah. is a must, yeah. I think, as well.
0: And is there any advice on kit, or you know what people should be doing? Because I think that scares the life out of a lot of people yeah. thinking. Because we know it ourselves if we're trying to get things filmed. You know, you could be a grand a day. You could be fourteen hundred a day. You could be more than that if it's it's a lot of budget you're using up, isn't it? Yeah,
1: so. I mean, there's a couple of things I'd probably think about. Either whether you could use a video agency mm-hmm. just for a single day. You know, pay that grand or, or whatever it is, yeah. and just get as much out of it as possible. You know, if you think about that day photo shoot, you could be yeah. getting. You know, at least sort of 10 GIFs. Yeah. You could be getting a, a longer video that could be chunked up. You could get some static images as well, yeah. perhaps to use across your website. Mm. So just really making the most out of that shooting day. Alternative ideas could be um, to use influencers. Yeah. So there's some brilliant food and drink influencers or, or any type of influencer mm. out there that can not just create amazing images but are amazing at stories can do brilliant tiktok videos as well and so i think just thinking about who you could utilize i'm yet to upgrade my iphone to the 11 but i'm looking at doing it in the next couple of weeks ready for 2020 and i know there's some fantastic photography features that will allow you to just create beautiful video Mm -hmm. So I think it is getting easier and there's just tons of help online as well. So if you are looking at doing anything yourself, have a quick Google.
0: There's a couple of people on Medium that actually say, you know, best vlogging kit under 500 quid. Mm-hmm. And then, and also I think I wouldn't be ashamed of doing a lot of secondhand purchases and refurbs and things, yeah, you know, eBay, things like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. You
1: know? I mean, I think at, like, at the very minimum, getting a good tripod Yeah getting a good mic are probably the two things that you need. The rest of it, you can get apps um, to really enhance and edit Mm. some of the things you're doing. Well,
0: there's a gimbal you can get as well, which is like, the you know, you shake the camera and it doesn't move, kind of thing. And I've found those to be quite interesting. So if you have one static Mm. and then you have someone, it's a little bit weird if you're in the middle of it, but, you know, someone going round you, as yeah. well, You know, it just seems to be quite a happy marriage. But it's the money's really in the editing. And there's something I was thinking about for this podcast, and it's, you know, sort of on, on message for what we're talking about, which was I'm torn, which is do I do more or do I spend budget and time just editing the 100 episodes mm. that you've got? And yeah. then you can get that out further. So at the moment, I'm slightly... Yeah, yeah. About the, the two it's things, tricky you know? isn't
1: it it's is tricky to kind of think about your strategy of how you're going to use that content but mm. I think as long as you've got something fresh um, you know every couple of weeks I'd say yeah, yeah. and then really utilising that over the next two weeks yeah. and then get something fresh again Yeah. Um, but yeah I think kind of moving on into our second trend around video stories you know stories were a huge trend of 2019 mm-hmm that it was predicted that more people would be looking at stories than look at the feed. Mm-hmm. That has happened. Yeah. Now, it doesn't hasn't happened for everyone. I, I don't know whether you've looked at your stats recently, Mark. I looked oh, at mine definitely. yesterday. I'm still still getting more views of my content in my Instagram grid mm-hmm. than I do for the stories. Mm-hmm. But I can see that producing a story every day is keeping me relevant, keeping me front of mind, making people think about me. And also I can see that it is driving people back to my grid yeah. as well. So I think if you're not creating a story every day, you're yeah. really missing a trick in Instagram. It, it,
0: it sort of gives me a bit of an itch when I see my circles not lit up and I've got the yeah. plus sign and I'm like, oh, crap, I need to get something up pretty yes. sharpish. So. I completely
1: agree with you. Yeah. I think... There is that kind of FOMO as well with stories where, I don't know if you get this, but if you haven't looked at stories for a day, mm. you're sort of like, oh no, I missed You've 24 missed hours of yeah, content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that FOMO yeah. and and that seems to be what's working very well with Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're so clever. They've created stories so that people keep logging back in yeah, yeah. and over half of Instagram's users log in every day. Mm-hmm. I think that will just increase. Um, but I think as as kind of stories evolve into more of a professional medium as opposed to this kind of off-the-cuff, quick selfie, yeah, yeah. we're going to see brands really upping their game with the overall aesthetic of their stories. Ooh. Maybe they're going to have um, some of their own personalised stickers, yeah. which we've seen a lot of with Giphy. Yeah. And also having... Um, a really good idea about what goes into stories and what goes on the grid
0: Yeah.
1: and just keeping that strategy really clear I think this year we'll probably I mean Instagram have been hinting at it for a while mm. now but we'll probably see some more interactive stickers
0: yeah
1: I think we'll see the book button because we've got shop yeah, yeah, as a yeah. sticker I think we'll see book now I think some other activities will appear as yeah. stickers as well
0: I, th- I think I'd like to see just that number of followers come down a bit to be able to swipe up as yes. well because a lot of the smaller businesses are struggling to get up to the 10,000 Yeah, um, and it would just make it helpful for the user because they probably do want to mm. book in some way or check them out a bit more without having to come out and then go into the bio and then do it's the thing It's you know. annoying
1: isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't know if they'll change that but yeah. I think what we'll see and already actually if you search when you're adding a sticker mm. there are a lot of link in bio or yeah. head back to bio for yeah. the link stickers, yeah. which I think probably we'll see a few brands kind of create their own and yeah. own those. Yeah. Um, well,
0: I, I think just across the board, brands aren't doing enough in the Giphy stickers area. I know, right? Uh, it's crazy. It's still um, free. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, you know, Gabby did it for me when we had the old podcast, mm. and I was like 7 dollars or something to upload a batch of them or I can't remember there was some tiny cost I think okay. to get onto Giphy I think
1: I haven't it might have I haven't changed. paid anything but yeah. it, it, it would just be the cost of creating the maybe stickers, that's I what guess. it
0: was so yeah so in terms of that it's just like you search prep you search Wagamama, you search your sushi, you search. Mm. And it's still in its infancy. And if, it's almost, I'm, I'm feeling like it's almost like early Google AdWords where if you could own the word sushi or, you you know, if you owned the sushi term at, back then, if you could own the stickers when you put in pizza and pizza pilgrims because I've yeah. got pizza punks or, you know, it just seems a bit crazy to me. There's to a people. big opportunity there. Um, it's then. not a lot of work.
1: I mean, I'm just having a quick look now at my Giphy, but... It's incredible how many views you get. I think yeah. you said last year at a talk we did, Mark, that the Giphy website alone gets four hundred million. I think daily. I
0: think it's up to five hundred now. Yeah.
1: I mean, last time I looked, I had about like seven million views of one sticker, which is my logo, which is in Giphy, uh, which is just quite a fun fact really yeah. this is quite fun it's massive i mean i suppose the thing putting people off maybe i'm not sure is the fact that you can't really measure how many people have used your sticker however yeah. you could perhaps think about running a competition where you ask people to use your sticker and tag you in mm-hmm. therefore you could then see how many uses your yeah. your um, stickers do get the other
0: thing you could do is just like a call out to the audience and say you know Create stickers for us and give you the credit and you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm sure it went up to five hundred million daily users. It was I wouldn't be surprised. Oh no, hang on saying three hundred million daily users and that's as of mid mid May. Mm. So yeah, it's probably up to four hundred by now, but that was crazy statistics, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's just such an opportunity at the moment. I mean, according to Instagram, one in three people using the app have said they've become more interested in a brand or a product after seeing it in instagram stories so stories are definitely working for discovery brand discovery and i mean definitely in the food and drink industry i'm discovering so many restaurants pop-ups markets because some people i'm following have done some incredible videos or shots in their stories
0: But just looking at this, you know, I've just typed in Greg's on stickers, right? Mm. And it's got one, two...
1: Is there a sausage roll? No. (laughs) Is there a steak bake?
0: No. (laughs) There's basically one logo that's showing three, four times.
1: Okay. That's it. Interesting.
0: I think, I'm sure Pret's were American ones. And they looked very... um, uh, Yes, it was Pret USA. And there was about three of them. 13 gifts, sorry, uploaded. Okay. It was mainly for Pride and Christmas.
1: Mm.
0: But again, it's like yeah. it wouldn't take long to get 100 up there.
1: It wouldn't. I was really impressed, actually, last summer. We went to the big festival in mm. Cotswolds, Alex James's farm. Yep. And I was there doing some stories, and I thought, oh, I wonder if they've got any stickers. And I typed it in, and there were, like, five really cool stickers yeah. that had been developed for people who were there at the festival. And I thought that's clever. Cool that's really up. clever.
0: Yeah, and then Ma've got fifteen but only one, two, three, four that I've got the brand on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Okay. Easy. So there's a
0: lot of work to do there.
1: A lot of work. Yeah. So third trend, and this is a question for you Mark. Oh, yeah. Do you use IGTV much at all?
0: Watching, yes. Making content, not really.
1: Yeah, I think that's very common. Yeah. <laughs> so, Instagram. And do you know,
0: just as I say, the one that I love and adore is on the tools.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the
0: best. It it's keeps you hooked enough so that you cool. want to go through to IGTV.
1: We saw the founder of On the Tools speak at conference actually January yeah. twenty nineteen. What a nice guy! Really, really interesting guy, and amazing that they've built such a cool media platform.
0: It's like Lad Bible for. Sort
1: of, I builders. Guess, builders and laborers, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, I love watching it, and it's just the funniest ones is um, when, for example, they you know they've set tasks for the apprentices or whatever, yeah. and, You know, and it's just all goes wrong, obviously. Oh yeah,
1: it's, but, um, it's definitely a good one to follow but, yeah,
0: for a giggle. No, no stickers or for them.
1: I probably on ITV follow quite a lot of. Um, I'd say how-to videos, Mm -hmm. you know, how to cook this recipe, how to... That's interesting.
0: Rather um, than YouTube?
1: Yeah. Just because I'm in Instagram so much anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: More so than YouTube. It's just easier. Um, And also follow, yeah, a lot of chefs, a lot of um, recipe bloggers, food Mm -hmm. bloggers. um, And then also, you know, fashion and beauty. There's a lot in that world of, you know, how to apply this look um, Mm makeup-wise. So I think, That's quite an interesting edge, um, ITV beginning to kind of gain some momentum around. Yeah. But I was at a Facebook conference last January Mm -hmm. and they were sort of saying 2019 is going to be the big year for IGTV and it just hasn't happened. You know, mainstream media and I'd say the general public haven't become that excited about IGTV. I think it always
0: takes longer than you think a lot of these things. And also it feels like there needs to be that nudge sort of moment or, you know, tipping point sort of moment because with, you know, AR, for example, you know, it was the Pokemon Go or whatever, and, I mean, it's kind of disappeared again slightly. But yeah. it just feels like, en masse, you need the, you know, the ITV crowd To understand, you know, Love Island will make it happen, or do you know what I mean? or like the
1: first exclusive interview with Caroline Flack.
0: But But I think (laughs)
1: Snapchat saw big success last year with their Discover shows, so Mm -hmm. they had some really interesting, unique content that was only hosted on Snapchat, Mm -hmm. and IGTV needs to do the same. I mean, last year they did do some partnerships with Adidas, Airbnb, where Mm -hmm. they were getting these huge brands to put some content on IGTV. Mm -hmm. But I think this year, I I really do think they're going to be putting a lot into developing IGTV and getting more people using it. Mm -hmm. They'll be promoting it more throughout Facebook as well, I'd imagine. Um, But it's worth keeping tabs on IGTV. So what I'd probably suggest is if you've got something in your marketing diary, in your calendar coming up, You know, big competition, a big launch, a big interview, a new hire, something exciting. Is there potential to film an IGTV?
0: Well, also, if you think about the Greg's, you know, the vegan launch that they've just done, Mm. it's all mainly, you know, sort of above the line inverted commas, and it's a push campaign, and, you know, in, in a lot of ways. But the interesting stuff is, Actually, watching all the people turning up at 10 pm at night, how did that happen? What was the journey of it? What were the first meetings? What was the genesis of the whole thing? And I think people miss that step quite often. Mm. And it's a bit like, well, what if it doesn't happen? Or what if we get it wrong? But they could even have done a series of how they couldn't get the vegan steak bake to taste as good as it should. So that's another message, or you know, yeah. Not that they have the launched it, but you know if it went wrong, you know then some of the drama and television has been absolutely. Go wrong, so. It's that
1: behind the scenes kind of how did they do this inside the factory yeah. type look, and there's been tons of that on mainstream yeah. media TV yeah. over Christmas. Glenn so. Wallace. Yeah, we watched the Cadbury's one that was really oh, was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really interesting to see how they were launching um, reduced sugar um, right. dairy milk. Okay, and taste tests, and could people tell the difference? And yeah, it was really interesting.
0: It's so hard because you almost do need extra hours in the day, or a whole other team that does it, or Mm. you just need to be thinking that way. You know, if you know, I'm thinking about some of my clients right now, you know, if they're opening a new bar in Manchester or London or whatever, you know, what were the initial meetings? What were them? seeing the site and going mm-hmm. that's the site for us or what was the first meetings with the landlord or yeah. maybe you won't be able to film at all but you know you might be able to do that so it is just having that foresight, having that foresight yeah. and
1: documenting everything along the, along yeah, the way it, yeah. it would be really interesting though going back to your Greg's comment if they had sort of and maybe they have maybe we're yet to see it maybe. but if they had developed that how did we get the vegan taste of the steak bake or how yeah. did we Nail the vegan sausage roll to make it so universally adored. I think that kind of thing, I would definitely watch that on IGTV.
0: I think also we saw some magazine type shows early on from Arts and Spencer's and
1: things like that, you know,
0: and and having a point of view. I mean, I always said it to, you know, some of the clients we had, you know, a few years ago, and it was like, maybe you should do like the lunch test, Mm. you know, against. Your food, or yeah. you know, you you should be reviewing things in the market, and, and then you just take the higher ground, don't you, by being almost the football pundits of the mm-hmm. of the food
1: world or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. You know? That could be really interesting if you could have an employee or a chef or whoever actually becoming the presenter. Almost, yeah. um, I was actually training last year. Um, they were in one of my training sessions. Sony Music, mm. and they said that. Do you know, by chance, they had taken the decision to put a video up on YouTube and IGTV, Ooh. and that the IGTV one had actually performed better. Oh. So, although I don't think that's happening with everybody, I think there will be some, you know, because it's it's less competitive yeah, yeah. on on IGTV at the moment than YouTube. I think there will be a few anomalies where you do suddenly see a lot of views yeah. and they said that actually because the video had gained a lot of views quite quickly it was then on that sort of home page of IDTV which yeah. then accelerated then it, it even more. further yeah yeah that's so, cool yeah, worth a go nice that leads us into our fourth trend yeah. which is TikTok mm. so are you TikToking, Mark? <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm watching yeah and yeah. and learning. consuming yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's I've just not got my head completely wrapped around it yet and I'm just figuring out what brands might be able to do with it and you know and how it's working. There's a few people that I know that are starting to kind of delve into it. Um, yeah I'm annoyed at myself because I don't think I've invested as much time as I should have in it Um,
1: I think you've still got time definitely I mean it's the young teens it's the 13 Mm. to 18 year olds that are using it the most they're using it way more than Facebook it's the third most popular platform amongst teenagers behind Snapchat and Instagram so it's still not number one yet yeah uh, but of course, it's getting a lot of media attention. Yeah. For those of you that don't know what it is, it's all about sharing short videos, covering a wide range of categories from lip syncing to kind of your favorite music tracks mm-hmm. to kind of comedy st- skits, which I love, yeah. dance routines or viral challenges. So oh, a lot of yeah. these challenges kind of really make way on TikTok. And someone told me that's actually where a lot of the big YouTube influencers get their inspiration from. Okay which is quite interesting.
0: Well, I've seen one of them, which was McDonald's doing the... Um, or so people were racing against each other to do the uh, touchscreen.
1: Oh, really? Oh, that's quite got clever. And whoever got their order
0: out first won.
1: Oh, I love that. Sort of thing. So do you, that, you think... Did McDonald's it, start that, or was that just completely know. organic?
0: I don't know. I I felt organic, but mm, who knows? Who knows? But it was very, very clever.
1: But, yeah, I think things like um, the Bottle Chop Challenge last yep. year... And um, do you remember 2 years ago now was it Deli Ali who did the kind of yeah, weird yeah, hand the funny thing? Yeah, yeah. And someone did tell me that that started on TikTok. I'm not sure if that's true. Oh, okay. But just a few of these little And there was a kombucha trends.
0: lady that made the funny face.
1: Oh yes, yes. So the that funny went face with well. kombucha. Yeah. Um I think we're just going to see more and more of these mm-hmm. viral challenges and trends.
0: So I, I think that's an interesting one for brands is just who's the right person to do it what could you possibly do but I think there's a lot of fun to be had with, you know, a lot of the Asian brands as well with, you know, challenges. So at Yosushi, for example, when we were there, there was lots of challenges on, you know, how many plates you could have and an all-you-can-eat thing. Nice. You know, there's, um, you know, obviously lots of chopstick challenges. Mm. There was things about so many people did this even back when I was there and they put their camera or their phone on the belt Oh, yeah. And then it filmed the whole restaurant.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. so cool. Oh, and I love that. There's a
0: few, I've went like that, not in UFSC and in other places, but there was some YouTube clips, they're still there, yeah. where people did that. And I always thought there's something quite fun. Yeah. And, and a, a lot of TikTok stuff seems to be like instant changes. Yeah. So changes of clothes, but people are sat in the same way or mm. things like that. So I think, you know, again, brands should probably be going out and asking TikTok users to come up with, Something. yeah absolutely so that's to, a good yeah. point
1: I think like you don't have to be doing this yourself yeah. you could enlist some people who are already on TikTok yeah. who are, and
0: your employees because yeah. they're the right age some of them
1: exactly who's already got a ton of followers I mm-hmm. mean you know a few influencers on TikTok don't you yeah so
0: I mean hopefully we're, we're going to see um, you know Emily a lot more and, and you know the guys that go to agency are all over this stuff mm. you know they're doing some really cool things and so, yeah, so I think it's our job this year to just get a little bit closer to it and yeah. can understand. I think, um, you know, Emily's done a lot of stuff with Twisted um, and, and the growth of Jungle Creations on, on TikTok as well. So I think she's got one point million something. Nice. Um, that's yeah, crazy, Yeah, she's isn't done it? pretty well. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, also that's uh, happening on TikTok this year is ads right. are launching. So you'll be able to buy... Um, CPM ads so cost per impression ads yep. sort of on that homepage of TikTok where you can buy the top banner yep. It's a little bit like YouTube um, also I think in terms of sort of other ads they're going to launch there will be perhaps some um, more in the kind of news feeds as you're scrolling through mm-hmm. although I'd imagine that they're quite um, mindful of yeah. launching anything that interrupts the kind of the overall experience Um, But at the moment, you can actually just contact TikTok directly. They've got a UK office, which Mm. is growing and growing. They just hired um, someone from YouTube um, as their MD. So there's going to be a lot more self-serve ads available on the platform. Um, I just made a quick note of some brands that are already advertising on TikTok, which Mm. I found quite surprising, some of them. So Adidas, which is, you know, yeah, I'd expect that. Yeah. But then Ralph Lauren, I was quite surprised.
0: Interesting. I um, guess I've got to get a new audience, though, because it's yeah. old guys like me that like polo stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm
0: Potentially. Gonna be dead <laughs> From Supersonic Inc., this is the Mark McSee Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is brought to you by the good folk at BDO. BDO have been long-term supporters of the hospitality sector and they are really passionate about supporting innovative entrepreneurs on their journeys and they also want to give you the right advice and support to grow your business. Just in case you don't know, BDO provides tailored advice to the sector across corporate finance, due diligence, tax and all accounting matters. BDO work tirelessly to give their clients the advice that they need when they need it to succeed. For more information on BDO and how they can take your business to the top, go to bdo.co.uk. Hashtag ad. Okay. So what, we're on five. So
1: we're on number five. Oh, Christ,
0: this is going to be a three-parter, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um I mean, we've started with the most important trends, so these are key ones to talk about. And,
0: and we'll try and do either a summary at the end of this or we'll put it in the, the notes. Put it in the notes. To say, yeah, yeah
1: the rise of ambassador influencers okay so i externally? think externally yes okay so the well i actually i think that's an interesting point mm. i think you could look internally as well but what i mean here is we're going to see a lot more ambassador influencers external to your company mm-hmm. so not your employees and what i mean here is influencer marketing has had a bit of a backlash over the last couple of years You know, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's inauthentic, Mm. uh, don't really believe um, an influencer actually buys that product. or We see too many ads. And so interestingly, it can still work very, very well. I do think the main mistake or common kind of way people use it Mm. is you pay an influencer to do one post and then that's the end you never yeah. talk to them again and that is a particularly apparent in travel and, uh, and food and beverage yeah. and I think that's going to change you know a lot of the clever brands now are thinking well who can we enlist to become our ambassador mm-hmm. for the year or for the mm-hmm. next six months or for the whole campaign yeah and that's already happening across beauty it's happening in fashion you know L'Oreal put a lot of budget towards having ten ambassadors yeah um, which sort of promoted different products and went to different events throughout the year. Yeah. If you look at brands like Adidas, Lululemon, they have ambassadors that kind of go out wearing their clothing all the time. Sort
0: like an army of them almost. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I think um, Gymshark uh, did a lot of that Amazing last year. Amazing success story. Exactly. So this sort of approach where you find some true fans mm. of your brand and you reward them. Mm. You give them, you know, whether it's free pizza for the year or they can come into coat and have a meal whenever they want to. But the deal is, you know, they have to talk about you at least once a month. Now that kind of thing, they would need to be of they would need to be um honest Mm -hmm. that it's an ad because there's some sort of contract there. But I still think that it's going to work because audiences are looking for influencers to become more authentic.
0: Well, just fessing up, isn't it? And I think there's a there's a Do <laughs> you, you, know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know. But I think there's a couple of things. It almost harks back to Victoria Beckham with Range Rover mm. and the Evoque who She was the creative director or whatever on top of that. And then there was Lady Gaga. Was she like Polaroid? I want to say.
1: Oh, I'm not sure about that one. It was a wee
0: back. It was a way, but it's almost that. Sort of thought. Cheryl where, Cole,
1: L'Oreal, yeah, all
0: that, yeah. So just you know have them, and it was almost. I think Well, I am was an ambassador for almost a Polaroid type thing as well. So I think it is just. I think it's just legitimising mm. that and, and being sort of proud of it and going. Yeah. These are these are our you know angels, ambassadors, guardians, whatever you want to VRPs, call them. Yeah.
1: yeah, and they don't have to be you know big celebrities. In fact. We've definitely seen a huge increase in engagement amongst micro-influencers, so people with like 1,000 mm. to 10,000 followers yep. who get higher engagement rates. I mean, typically they'll see kind of 6 to 8% engagement, whereas yep. brands typically see around 3 to 5%. Yep. Um, so higher engagement for people with a lower amount of followers, Ooh. but their fans are really big fans of them and that's kind of trend number six that these micro influencers are going to dominate social media
0: but I think it's smarter because on the roulette wheel table you know you're placing more bets that's giving you more reach and you know more grapple hooks in the mountain whichever analogy you want to use I think it is just incredible that brands still do it where they have if they have an ambassador which some of your whiskey brands do and things like Mm. that they have one yeah, and that one's very vocal and it's like well why not have 20 exactly you know? and you have one with Ralph well, Oren you maybe have someone that speaks to me but you maybe are going for the more layerier clothes because Ralph are get the one where there's the massive polo guy on the chest and yeah. that's maybe for younger people or there's the distress stuff or there's an off white collaboration or mm. you know she'd so just be placing your bets round about yeah, you. Yeah
1: that's a really good point actually. Um you could definitely go for sort of different style. I mean we're doing a lot of work with pubs at the moment mm. um, and pub chains and you know, we were sort of thinking about how might they use influencers. Well, you've got your kind of local influencers. Yeah. Then you've got sort of mummy influencers. So why not do you know coffee mornings, meetups, yeah. that sort of thing? Then you've got your real expert kind of craft beer yeah, or real guys, yeah. yeah the camera guys exactly. So there's all these different strands. You might have a music night, so you yeah. might go for some local kind of music scene type people. Yeah. So, but,
0: there's, but there's smart lateral moves. I know we're on this point for a long time, but I think it's important. There's lateral. Moves. You think about the camera guys. What's the joke? The joke is usually they're old science fiction nerds with big beards that <laughs> listen to deep purple. my dad's home. the
1: camera member. Right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So
0: I don't know, but yeah, no, no, this. All right? but basically it's just a bit like right. If you laterally think about that and you go, oh, actually, if they're really into prog rock mm. and they're really into this has been Generalization stuff, but and then they've got massive long beards and they're into science fiction. There's all these lateral moves. If so yeah. you've then got the drummer of Deep Purple being a thing of your place, and you know, it's smart, oh, you know, yeah. to do these kind of things, I think, you know, and, and just do it that way.
1: Yeah, definitely. But as we say, you know, marketers in 2020 will not just be collaborating with one or two influencers or yeah. you know, paying for one post and, and that's that. It's going to be about how to use multiple micro-influencers mm. and use them ongoing. Yeah. Because if someone's really enjoyed that new menu launch mm. night you did, invite them back to the next one yeah. and keep using them. Because I think when I follow influencers, the more times I see an influencer talk about one brand, yeah. Then I, I'm sort of like, oh, wow, he or she really likes that brand. Mm. They must be decent. Yeah. Um, it was interesting, actually, this a bit off topic, but of an influencer I follow who's sort of like a life and home influencer, you know, sort of okay. interiors yeah. and yeah. recipes, talked about the white company pretty much the six weeks leading up to Christmas. There I was on Boxing Day checking out the white company, yeah. looking at all of the Christmas decorations in the sale, thinking I want my house to look like hers. So it absolutely works. Yep. It really does. It's so, a of fortune. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Number seven, then, mm-hmm. number seven of 20 mm-hmm. more regulation. So, mm-hmm. we're going to see. I mean, there's been a lot of issues with social media that have come to light in recent yeah. years data privacy, Cambridge Analytica, security cyber bullying Mm -hmm. um so instagram's done a lot over the last year in terms of raising awareness of bullying on the platform but also um you know introducing things like stickers create don't hate that kind of thing i think 2020 will see the main social networks and the regulatory bodies like the advertising standards authority Mm -hmm. which is the asa tighten up their rules yeah so we're going to see more protection policies in place Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and also i think we're going to see more sort of warnings within the platforms so i think just a couple of weeks ago instagram announced it's going to warn users if their captions could be seen as offensive which is quite interesting um i know that There's a lot more AI being used Mm -hmm. amongst Facebook and Instagram for kind of throwing up any um, warnings Mm -hmm. that somebody is maybe having a difficult time or if there's any content that could be seen as offensive. What does this mean for marketers? I think probably from my experience with Facebook and Instagram, there will sometimes be content that isn't allowed on the platform, which you think is fine mm. and you can't see why it's being disallowed yeah. but for some reason the AI bots yeah. have flagged it up. Mm. That happens quite a lot with ads yeah, yeah. so there's, there's a few things they will not let you advertise okay. and are quite funny around, you know, gambling yeah, yeah. pictures of um, nudity, pictures of overly sexual content mm. and we'll see I think some decisions this year which will probably make the headlines i can imagine yeah i
0: mean i I think it probably might even be high calorie stuff they might start looking at they might start looking at drinking responsibly things Mm. and you know all these kind of things yeah because in the uk
1: they're i don't know if they have banned Mm. sort of adverts promoting junk food before the watershed but they're definitely talking about it but, yeah, more regulation. And I think, you know, if you are using influencers, as we spoke about, in sort of trends.
0: And then how do you class junk food as well? Because, you know, there's things, there's all these newspaper reports that you see that some salads that you get are more calories than a Big Mac. And, you know, so it's a yeah. little bit... there's a lot it's a to tricky think one. about, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, there? I think so.
1: A lot to think about. Yeah. Um, but that kind of leads me on to another trend, which we saw happen which everybody kind of went a bit nuts over, Mm. I think, is the likes, the removal of likes from Instagram. What do you think about it, Mark?
0: It's a tough one. I mean, I think there's the gamification of, which is part of the reason that you're in it. Mm. Um, I think you want that reward to know something's done well or it hasn't. That's the instant gratification. Mm. But longer term, I think it's like... I don't know, the the smoking ban or the, you know, whatever. It's just like, it'll just become normal life. You know, mm. if you take it away, eventually, it's that whole normalisation thing that eventually you'll be like, all right, the other metrics are, you know,
1: Comments. a combination <laughs> of other things, or, you know,
0: saves and share, whatever. Yeah. It's a weird one because actually I find this in LinkedIn that a lot of people don't engage with your post, but the views are, like, super high. Mm. Like, and then
1: they view your profile. As and well. then you view your profile, yeah.
0: and you see that spiking. and so it's not a the total picture. Content. Yeah, there's a lot of watchers. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think there's a, I think sometimes as well with LinkedIn. I don't really want to get into an intellectual battle with someone. Mm,
1: can't be bothered. Just, no, it's, like,
0: it's just more admin. And yeah, yeah. For what to what end? What you are right, they're not going to agree with you. So you know, so I tend to maybe just like something or write something positive, and I don't get into. I don't think you're right or that's a bad strategy or what you see, you know it's just I think a lot of people do that though.
1: I, I really like it when you get likes from you know when you like for example when you like my post I'm like oh yeah that's nice Mark's yeah. seen that and I think rather than looking at the overall count of my likes I'm more concerned with like oh that's good that that person's mm. seen that post or I will give you a like back for example and yeah. you're sort of supporting your community your network yeah I think that's that's still going to be an important mm. part of likes. Personally, I do think there's been a bit of. Um,
0: but it's not gone yet from the UK, has it?
1: Yeah, yeah, likes they're they're rolling it out. Oh,
0: rolling it out, yeah, because I can still see. Uh, likes well, and stuff. I think. I
1: think this is the biggest misconception about this whole no more likes story. Yeah. From all the businesses I'm talking to, there seems to be a thought that this means they're completely being removed from the platform. This is not true. Yeah. Instagram have simply removed the count. So, underneath your post, you oh, can Oh, so it's just saying...
0: But then mine says, link, so for example, like by avocado social and, and five others.
1: others. Oh, so you've I've still, still, got, you've still five got the count. Others. Yep. Okay, so I'll show you mine in a minute. Yeah. But mine have gone. It just says, and others. Right. So, you can still, as a business, can, click on that yeah. and it gives you the number. Right. So, it's mainly well, it's personal users that can't get the number.
0: Right.
1: If you're a business, you still have access to this data. Yeah. And I think that's this huge, you know, when it happened, when it started rolling out in the UK a few weeks ago, I had so many messages being like, what are we going to do now? Mm. What? How are we going to measure our success? And I said, no, 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 the count is still there. Oh, yeah. It's just hidden, which I quite like, because then it means no one else can see which yeah. of your posts did well and which ones yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah. But I think... There's also been a bit of a rumor going around that Instagram made this decision to really push people towards advertising more, right. um, which they've actually come out and denied. They said they did it to kind of Mental stop younger and, people from obsessing over yeah. their like counts, essentially. The only thing I'd say, which is slightly annoying about it, is it makes identifying influencers a little trickier. because if you're looking at influencers to work with you'd probably look at how many followers they've got Mm -hmm. then you'd probably look at how many likes each photo gets which you can't see however a couple of weeks ago Facebook have just announced they're going to be rolling out a brand new tool for influencer collaborations which will be a dashboard which you'll be able to use not sure if it will be paid for yet who knows probably (laughs) probably And that will give you like counts okay. of influencers yep. so that's one way of doing it or you could always just DM an influencer and say what are your average likes on yep. your posts I think if you were paying for a post certainly the influencer should give you that information anyway yep. so yeah something to think about mm-hmm. and that again leads me on very nicely to the next trend which is a rise in other metrics
0: Okay.
1: I think you mentioned there Mark that We'll, we'll probably just start looking at some of the other activity, like save, shares. I think replying to a story with a DM is going to be a big one.
0: Right, it started to happen, mm. and um, I've got a few regulars, um, which is nice. I've got a few Do people they that just
1: send you their little emoji. Oh,
0: well, they just, they just send you a, a comment on it, or a, yeah. and, and and they're not, they're not even doing it. They're just doing it to be nice. Like yeah. there's no clinical thing that they're doing, but I think. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, we were doing a, a, a boot camp last year, and I think I was talking about craving saves. I quite like that sort of thought where, yeah. you know, sort of crave saves and what's the other? Shares. Saves and, yeah, shares. Shares, and shares. I think
1: yeah. you're a big one. I mean, people overlook those because actually, if you think about how engaging your content must be, if someone was to save it in their private collection mm. or send it to a friend in a DM, I think that's more important than a like.
0: Definitely. Huge. Um,
1: Yeah. And if you want to view that data, if you haven't discovered it yet, you can just click view insights on every single post and just see how well each has performed. I remember last year, I I did a video just on my Instagram grid and, you know, it got an average amount of likes, Mm -hmm. not loads, didn't get any comments, but it got around 80 shares. Right. So 80 people shared it with someone in their community mm. which was huge I couldn't believe it yeah, yeah. Um, so definitely start to look at those other metrics mm-hmm. the next one for us trend number gosh where are we nine, nine. is social media shopping so Two. I know you and I have talked about this one quite a lot because we've sort of said well isn't there really an opportunity there to get more sort of in an Instagram shop than, than what brands are currently selling Mm -hmm. Um, obviously you know fashion brands or sort of homeware brands are really on top of this but I think food and beverage there's a there is an opportunity there to get some of your products up into Instagram shopping especially because the sort of research is saying that there are currently 8.4 million British consumers shopping via social media
0: okay it's quite interesting though, it's a, and I definitely sympathise with the operators out there for restaurants, let's say, maybe rather than wider food drink. But it's a bit like, what do you sell in terms of, it's a meal or a hot meal in front of you, and unless they've got something that's productised. Mm. So one step back would be shopping to book, definitely. Mm. Um, but then the trouble is, they've probably got a contract with someone and I think it might only be Open Table that goes through. Yeah,
1: so Open Table at the moment is the only booking app which kind of ties up nicely yeah. with Instagram. Eventbrite as well, if you're ever doing kind of big events. Yeah. Um, but shopping wise, if you have got products that you're selling mm. through your website, a recipe yeah. book, we talked about things like ingredients, yeah. um, pots and pans. Whatever it is, yeah. that product-based
0: stuff. There's so few. Go I've got that. And then I think, but then it's the next conversation is they need to get that, mm. you know. And when I was out, I was in Kiev uh, last year, speaking at a thing, and um, that's what I was talking about. And I was sort of saying, one Italian brand uh, basically had the balsamic vinegar and the olive oil, and they put it up on Instagram and they're like, "Buy it on our website." Oh no, it wasn't even, I? Don't even know if it was buying a website. I think it was just buy it in restaurant. And I was like. Get an Amazon shop. Yeah, get it on your website. I'll put it on
1: Facebook. Put it, it on Facebook. Facebook. Shop. Yeah,
0: and yeah. but I think gift vouchers was a really easy one, wasn't it? You could do gift vouchers.
1: I need to check whether that's allowed. We did spot that coffee yeah. shop called Alfred doing it We're in doing LA. It. Yeah, they did put gift vouchers um, up on Instagram Shopping. Um, essentially, as long as you have um, Shopify maybe a, a commerce platform like WooCommerce, mm-hmm. Magento, or if you simply upload items into the back end of Facebook Ads Manager yep. into what's called a product catalogue, mm-hmm. which is free to do. You can sell. Can do it so definitely something to explore and, you know, I just think we're gonna see more and more innovation in the area. Um, Instagram Checkout launched last year with a few influencers in the US like Kim Mm -hmm. Kardashian, which basically means people can click on a post on Instagram and buy something without leaving Instagram. Yeah. So that's going to become much more mainstream in 2020 as well. Cool. And then I'm quite excited on the shopping point around Facebook Pay. Right. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Launched in November. It's basically Apple Pay. Right. But for Facebook, uh-huh. which means your credit card is going to be stored in Facebook, Facebook Messenger, Instagram and WhatsApp, mm-hmm. which means right now, if you use Apple Pay, for example, you just double click, yeah. there will be a simple function on your phone, a shortcut, yeah. that will just bring up is your credit card. Is it in the UK? It's rolling out. Right. <laughs> I sound like a broken record. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's going to be a game changer for shopping, yep. fundraising, you know, donate that to charity, yep. event tickets, or person to person. So if we went out for dinner, Mark, mm. and I owed you half the bill, double click there you Facebook. go. Yeah. So it's
0: good, but it's dangerous.
1: Yeah, it's really dangerous. <laughs> 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 really dangerous. Oh,
0: just two quid. That'll be all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Times a hundred.
1: I think this is trend number eleven now. The next uh-huh. one. Private spaces. Dark social, Uh which we've talked about before, haven't we? We have. For those of you that don't know what dark social is, it's those private spaces like groups, WhatsApp, chats, Facebook, Messenger. There's new apps which Mm -hmm. have come out in the last year like Cocoon, which is a dedicated space like a WhatsApp chat for the most important people in your life. So it's kind of having, let's say, your family members in a separate app so that if you wanted to chat with your family exclusively, you'd use something like Cocoon, which I believe has um, a lot of kind of safety and privacy measures in place. Quite an interesting one to look at. But We Are Social, one of the Mm. big social media agencies in London and around the world said by retreating into more private spaces, people are more liberated to be themselves and to connect more naturally. This is the new social. Is that more bitching.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did it's... you see what she was wearing?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the new social, yeah. apparently, in public, but with boundaries.
0: Well, we had, um, you put up a really good start on one of the boot camps we did, and I think, was it not 82? 80, 80, 80%. 80%. 80% yeah, of eight... people are using that of social, social Is media. dark social
1: Exactly. Like if you think Crazy. about how much social media you use every day, how much of that is in DM, WhatsApp? Yeah, yeah. Facebook Messenger, Facebook groups. Yeah. A huge amount. Is it only we
0: me and Mrs. Mark communicate with yeah. the day?
1: Same with me and Mr. Avocado for each other,
0: then just like t-
1: Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, it's crazy how much. And actually, WhatsApp is the number one app I'd check in the morning. I'd check throughout I the day. Interesting.
0: We don't use WhatsApp. We use Facebook WhatsApp. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Actually, do you remember a couple of years ago, and I was trying to get you onto WhatsApp, yeah, and you right, were yeah, very yeah. like, I, was like, mm, well, not I just sure. was
0: like, I don't need more admin in yeah. my life. I don't need another inbox. And but then it was the dad's group it all that all got the time. you in there. Yeah, yeah. The dad's, yeah. Post the dad's, yeah.
1: That's it. So yeah, private space is the tricky thing for marketers. Mm. Hard to track. Hard to reach and Mm. hard to manipulate. Yep. So some interesting examples we've seen is, I mean, the Greg's example of having that WhatsApp group. That was great. Um, We're seeing a few WhatsApp groups being promoted um, for sort of VIPs or even influencers as well.
0: I'm pushing people to make it their um, loyalty program.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that's really clever
0: but then broadcasts have just stopped haven't they
1: I'm not sure because I'm still receiving broadcasts from a couple of people oh. so I need to look into that yeah 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 that's a good point <laughs> well,
0: before I keep yeah, recommending it to people I probably need to go.
1: I think we're going to see more brands create these private spaces so one of my favourite examples um, although their, their Christmas ad didn't go down so well is Peloton the sort of, um, spinning <laughs> equipment um,
0: I, I think in all fairness to them, <laughs> I don't think that really was the message. Because, like, I know how, like, any fitness as his Mac is. And it's just, like, she would really want that. Mm. Do you know? Yeah. It's not a I slight. I almost wonder I if, if they'd have filmed slight. it the
1: other way around as well and released both adverts. So the woman's By The yeah, Man one yeah, 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 as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have been absolutely fine. Sort of fine. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but but then, Peloton yeah. has a, a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Huge, yeah, in the UK, I think 45,000 members. Um, I'm not quite sure on that stat, mm. I think that's the stat. Um, such
0: a status thing as well. It's like the Tesla yeah, of bikes, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I've, I've got three grand, that's basically what it says. It, it is,
1: yeah. isn't it? It's, it, I mean, three grand, so grand close off. <laughs> <laughs> what they do is, um, in the group, they a, get people sort of sharing, you know, how yeah. how much spinning have you done today?
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: also they'll test new products with them. Gosh, are we going to get those updates from people? Probably.
0: Oh, bore off. Yeah. At least it's good if they make a funny shape when they've been out running.
1: <laughs> but like, you know. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah. today, great.
1: I wonder whether we're going to see some food drink brands creating these private spaces Mm -hmm. um a little bit more in 2020 um i personally think it would go down really well with um, hotels like Mm. vip kind of loyal members schemes i for one would definitely want to be part of a couple of travel brands um private kind of offers and I think the key here is what could you offer people to be part of this exclusive select group?
0: I think there's also strength of brand.
1: Mm. You
0: know, because there's a lot of brands out there you would kill to be part of, you know, Mm. Wagamama, Pretz, and all the rest of the world. Mm. And some of them you'd be like,
1: yeah, really that
0: first, you know. But so I I think strength of brand still counts.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But but I, I think that's a great idea.
1: Um, okay so the next trend is local community targeting mm-hmm. so you and I again have talked about this one quite a lot yeah. I think more so than ever personalization and relevance to a very local market yeah. is going to be so important to standing out in social media mm-hmm. so I would say just as a simple quick win rather than just running an ad across the UK to promote all of your restaurants yeah. choose an ad with a picture of your local restaurant or the high street or yeah. it says the name of the location yeah. in the ad just to make it so relevant to the local people.
0: It's such a big deal, especially if you're even an international brand and you can see that that lamppost is not UK. Yeah. Or that truck or that train thing. Just, you get that a lot with you know, sneaker advertising or sportswear and things like And they just obviously do a global shoot in Brazil or whatever and you're like, yeah, it doesn't really look like that. the in, language
1: as well. I mean, yeah. would you call it sneakers or trainers? Yeah. Would you use a dollar sign or a pound sign? All of that, you yeah. know, maybe if you were doing some Scottish adverts, you could yeah. use some of the...
0: Violence. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: <laughs> going to yeah. say lingo.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, without, even that's hard, because, and that's why local would work, because Glasgow speaks... Slightly differently than Edinburgh like, in terms okay. of words and you yeah. know inter- you what know, I means slang and things
1: it's yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. You know? And also if you were doing like a video of an employee being like, Hey, welcome to a new Glasgow restaurant, mm. if you got a local employee to do that. Yeah, don't it do it in English actually. Yeah, don't do it instead sort of RP. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Yeah, slightly just,
0: casually racist you know in, in, in Scotland but it is just that like you know for the English, English because you notice it when you go there like even your Morrison's bags have got a Scottish flag on them like they're nice. so even the sun's called the Scottish sun okay. like you know it's yeah. a big deal you yeah. know that sort of stuff so yeah it'll go down
1: definitely, that'll go down well as long as you
0: don't screw it up yeah
1: yeah exactly um, I mean we just ran a campaign at Avocado Social for our client Pizza Union mm. they've just launched um their new Hoxon site, oh, yeah. which is just off Old Street Roundabout. And we essentially created a local influencer campaign. Mm-hmm. So we outreached to local influencers, local businesses, local hotels, Ooh. the local hospital. Yep. And we sent them a an offer. And the offer was to come in and get a free pizza yeah. in return for an Instagram story. Brilliant. And we got a huge amount of buzz and the great thing was is we had people messaging Pizza Union on Instagram saying, How do I get how do I get free pizza?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So and of course we I have
0: more than eight followers maybe.
1: <laughs> but we were of course sort of spreading the message. But the key thing was we went to the influencers first. Yeah. Rather than putting this huge offer on the Instagram grid, mm-hmm. we outreached it and let it grow organically and naturally. Yeah. Uh, which I think worked really well and sort of rewarded people almost for uh, being local and also for coming in and, and creating content Ooh. okay so the next trend which is number 15 maybe? are we? I think something I like think that I think we're on 15 <laughs> right okay because um, we skipped, I, I, skipped I, a few. Did, I did a few earlier than I was uh, going to okay. <laughs> so yeah number 15 I think unique shareable content Mm -hmm. so i don't know about you mark but i'm seeing my organic engagement Mm -hmm. on avocado social is becoming seriously hard Mm -hmm. to get likes comments shares saves it's absolutely still possible but you've got to work a bit harder
0: yeah
1: people don't just want to see a sale post or a promotion they actually want to see something that's unique and mm-hmm. uh, it's something that they could share so we've seen a rise in memes uh posting fun light-hearted content mm. do you remember the world record egg last year yeah. most likes on instagram uh we're seeing a lot of this sort of content from people like gregs and innocent mm. which is humorous content that i hate the word going viral but it does yeah. sort of spread like wildfire. And also it's more honest content as well that can do very well. Yeah. So we remember the Hawksmore example from yes. last year. So...
0: Super so job. Will's going on the podcast. So oh, amazing. Think, yeah. mm. So, okay,
1: cool. I mean that's another trend in itself. Being more honest and, and transparent with your audience.
0: Yeah, I think there's, there's something like that which is in one social media platform that then goes offline, mm. it like eventually ended up BBC News and Absolutely, all that
1: yeah.
0: and then last night, and I'm slightly too scared to watch it potentially is the new Dracula
1: okay, thing yeah. on
0: BBC, so they did an amazing poster offline, and it's now went viral online, showing the ah. video of it, there's a time lapse, so basically when the sun goes down, so there's a white poster with loads of stakes in it as if you know, it's been stabbed mm. like loads of times, and there's a light On the left-hand side, as you look at it, shines, and it actually then the shadow cast is Dracula screaming. Oh wow! So that so I love it when that sort of stuff happens. So whether it's on social or online, goes the other way.
1: Yeah.
0: And in because I think one of the classics years ago was Anne Summers bought really big poster on Cromwell Road. Is that where the British Museum and the Natural History Museum is? Oh yeah. There's a big poster site there.
1: Yeah.
0: And they put. I about one of the toys, um, a rabbit's not just for Christmas. <laughs> and, like, it just was up for, like, a couple of days or whatever, and everyone felt like they'd seen it. Amazing. And I got shared. This was pre, you know, like, proper social and yeah. all the rest of it. So it's, it's really neat when that happens, yeah. I think. You know, just by doing great creative work or being authentic and honest or you've just got a good shot of it going viral, but yeah. there's no recipe for it. I mean, it's a very hard thing to do.
1: It is a hard thing to do. And actually, if you really kind of look into the and stuff, there's, you know, questions like, was it a slow news day? Is that why it got on BBC News? Would it have, if there was something major going uh, on? You know, is it the fact that it was... a them really owning up to the mistake or was it more the fact of the price of the bottle of wine that got given away for free you know there's so yeah. many questions you could begin I think to if ask. it
0: was a 100 quid bottle of wine it just wouldn't matter mm. I think it was just like you know one of those almost Del Boy stories that you know you've, you've sort of given away an antique or something yeah. you know yeah but it worked out really well there was a few thoughts of was it engineered and but knowing the brand I mean I don't know the guys so well but you know knowing the brand it's almost like why would you do that? It's, yeah. like, it's like being on a hundred grand a year and nicking twenty quid out the till. It just doesn't make sense. No, like,
1: I think it, it was yeah, really, an honest yeah, say. Yeah, um, but yeah, if you know if there are things like that going on, I do think you know, have a think about is that actually worth sharing and being quite honest about yeah. um, S-
0: stuff that goes wrong.
1: Exactly. Don't up today? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting, especially when business founders and CEOs share this actually went wrong Mm. you know it didn't work for us and and this is why and it was a big mistake and this is what we've learned from it yeah so the next trend is social self-care right so I don't know whether you're kind of sounds good looking at how long you're spending online at the moment mark
0: yeah less looking at that now I just I just kind of I think I've just come to terms with the fact that it is my job Mm. and I just I need to be socially switched on for me to the job that I do, so yes. it just comes with the territory.
1: Yeah.
0: I can, but then if I was an old granny sitting in the house and just looking at it all the time and just doing it to, then that's that's becoming and that's at I can't say I'm not addicted, but yeah. I'm learning things and I'm I'm doing mm-hmm. it. i genuinely I'm doing it most of the time for work purposes. I've really mm-hmm. came away from being social and social like I, I'm genuinely just doing it for work pretty much. And yeah. I've also got other things to think about as. Do I switch my personal thing on Facebook to just being more of a personal brand thing, and I just screw it, or yeah. and just I mean it's like forget my mates anything, but it's just a bit like I I don't I hardly post on Facebook now yeah. and so there's all that. The other thing I've done for social self self care and a different meaning, I've unfollowed an awful lot of people.
1: Oh, that's a huge trend. And Actually, muted so many. I
0: don't many. know whether you've
1: got it yet on what Instagram. Is it? If you hit on Instagram, this is a brand new thing, come out uh, out in the last couple of weeks. Um, If you hit your following number Uh, on Instagram. So I'm just demonstrating for the purposes of the podcast. So if you hit who you're following, Instagram is bringing out a new um, option called Categories. Yeah. Which means you can quickly unfollow people that you've least interacted with, or you could quickly unfollow people who are most showing up in your newsfeed. Yeah. Or there's a few different things that you can do. Um, you could go to different categories like fitness, or art, or decor and unfollow. Yeah, yeah. So Instagram is making it easier, easier
0: to do that to uh,
1: unfollow people, which it is
0: really it's just. It's just great for you. The thing is though, I've yeah, I've sorta screwed up some things where I've unfollowed people and you know Pamela's saying like my wife's going, uh did you know so and so's just got engaged? And you're
1: like, No Okay. I should have been following
0: following that. I I thought you were
1: gonna say then you have to do that really embarrassing thing of re following them and and then they're like mainly Wasn't he following me? No,
0: mainly mutant, really it's just there's a groundswell of stuff that I just... Yeah, I, I do I a lot of snoozing as I'm getting on older.
1: Facebook. Snooze for 30 days. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I'll do that feed. on WhatsApp. Mm. You know, sometimes you wake up and there's, like, 37 <laughs> things from, like, the dad's group. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Just, I'm, I'm not involved and in, I'm not going out for a beer tonight, so Absolutely. I'll just leave that. So, I mean, yeah. all
1: of those things you picked up on are huge trends, mm. so... Users are going to be more intentional about their screen use. So, for myself personally, I find that if I've spent a lot of time online during the week, if I just take a Sunday where I just pop my phone in my office, turn it off, and just spend the day offline, I feel revived again. It's it's quite a strange feeling. So, I definitely recommend giving that a go. I've seen quite a lot of influencers saying, particularly those with young families, they're not going online after 7 pm or 8 pm, just turning the phone off. And that's Sort of their evening.
0: Sorry right if you finish your job at that time.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's a bit of a trend, which I think's maybe a little extreme if you work in social media mm. like us. But it's called Offline Forty Eight, where you turn your phone off on a Friday night and turn it on on a Monday morning.
0: A disaster for me.
1: <laughs> like g-
0: g- genuinely, there's a lot of people just say, "I don't understand why you can't just." And it's like, look, when you've got your own business, mm. you know the the thing I think a lot of people like about working with us is we get back to people pretty sharpish. Yeah. And agencies mainly have a bad name where people feel like they're paying money and they get the SLA thrown in their face yeah. with, oh, we're off at weekends. Oh, you know, it's two days before we can respond. Or, oh, mm. we're too busy and there's this, these other priorities. or Clients just hate that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd need to... If I had a normal job, maybe
1: yeah that's it I think I if agree I with you like if you don't work women. in yeah. marketing or online or run your own business yeah. these things are slightly different um, but then perhaps from our point of view we, we need to be thinking about the average consumer when are they going to be online yep yeah. um, I think and then if,
0: weirdly a lot of people have stated that it's after 8 o'clock that it is quite busy it is. so yeah. it's yes, yeah, a lot of conflicting stuff isn't it yeah
1: Um, but then that's
0: only a certain segment you're talking about so yeah
1: yeah exactly I mean it is I mean it's nothing for anyone to worry about this kind of um, being more mindful of your screen time Mm. I don't think we're suddenly going to see people not using social media at all but what we will see is people looking for brand content Mm. brands to follow which is more valuable and meaningful rather than just promotional yeah so why would I follow Wagamama Mm. Why would I follow Nando's? Mm. You know, are they giving me content that is fun,
0: yeah. it's
1: valuable, and it's meaningful to me, and yeah. I enjoy it.
0: Great takeover by Wagamama. Yeah, uh, I saw that
1: on your the watermelon
0: based tuna, feed. just so vibrant and mm. exciting. And I don't know, they're just they're just just absolutely killing it. At the moment. Yeah, I so love real. I
1: love it when Wagamama comes yeah. up on my feed. I always like the shots that they do. Brilliant. Um, so well. But I, like you, have done a bit of a mass unfollow recently yeah. and just got rid of any, anyone that's you know not providing great content
0: yeah.
1: or people that don't really update enough, you know, people that have sort of old content as their last post. Mm. Vodafone ran a campaign around Father's Day last year called uh-huh. the Screen Free Father's Day. Okay. Where they were sort of encouraging dads to put their phone down for the day and spend the day with the kids that could be an angle for maybe that's a campaign. That's good Father's
0: Day. Father's Day, you would be yourself,
1: don't you? So <laughs> time alone with your phone. Yeah, a on the toilet. scroll. Yeah, that's it, yeah. But um, I don't know, maybe we'll see this kind of mm. um, trend to people not necessarily wanting to be cut off but just wanting a better relationship with their phones, yeah, for
0: example. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think also, like, just uh, got an iPad the other day Days just about Christmas around Christmas time, and I've been finding that quite good. I seem to put that down.
1: Is it because it's really heavy? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I just seem to either watch something. I think it's better for your eyes. It's bigger, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And and I seem to be using my phone a bit less. Mm. But and, but I'm using that for something more meaningful, which is watching. You're
1: a doing film something, or yeah.
0: And then but I'm You're not always, just scrolling. Well, I'm I'm bad for I like having both on. Like I like watching something, but also having so mm. if I was watching a film on my phone, I'd stop like I stopped the Irishman umpteen times to just go and check nothing had happened on social and yeah. not very healthy. But anyway, yeah. so there we go.
1: Um I think two things just to watch out for when you're doing that, which I find quite funny. When I've been scrolling a lot, I get a dent in my thumb. because oh. my I have the iPhone seven, which is Plus, which yeah. is quite large so i use a pop socket now which is that um
0: thing on the back thing on the back yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: cuz i noticed i was With getting your
0: rude image?
1: yeah i was no, noticed i was getting a yeah. thumb dent but the other one is technic Have well that's that? why
0: I, every two weeks i'm at the physio
1: yeah so, so there's some exercises you can do yeah. which is basically looks like you're sort of grooving out
0: to All a right, music yeah, track I'll
1: that's see. meant to be very good for technic oh, okay or just Moving so, your neck so, what in would you say that's
0: like for radio? What's that? It's like a, uh, it's like a chicken. Isn't yeah, it? doing like a chicken turkey? impression, basically. Yeah, with your neck. Yeah, it's yeah. Really good. Twirling back, and <laughs> back. Yeah. No, it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad. And, and I think as we evolve as generations, it could be quite a. That's just thing reminded me at. of
1: something I haven't thought of for a long time. But when mm. I used to work in large agencies, large advertising agencies, they used to hire. Um, mass uses to come around and just give everyone a quick
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. shoulder
1: rub um sure because everybody was sort of there you know yeah, 12 yeah, hours yeah. a day just on the computer with their shoulders up so yeah look after your staff Ooh. people
0: look after yourself as well
1: yeah so the next trend coming into the sort of final few now mm-hmm. higher adoption of ar or aug- augmented reality yes. so for those of you that aren't Quite sure, augmented reality enhances our reality by adding digital elements to it and changing the way things actually look. Mm-hmm. So it's not virtual reality where you go into a completely different world. Yeah, it's seeing present day and what's actually going on, but with additional things. Yeah. So basically, Pokemon. Yeah, uh, Pokemon Go. Pokemon,
0: is, Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think what would be interesting is you know if you can shine that phone. There was some stuff with Stella a while ago, and it told you if you shone your phone, it would say there's a pub 1.3 miles that way that's yeah. got Stella on or, or whatever the brand was, I think it was Stella. But it, that again, that would be so good is that, you know, you could shine it and go, you know, where's Wagamama or where's Pret or where's Yeah, Goal where's or, my nearest Prats? You know, yeah, yeah, all that. You <laughs> yeah. know, or just Sushi Near Me and it actually took you into that yeah. AR world. That would be quite good, I think.
1: I read about a food brand, and I'm trying to remember who it is now, who had just done this with, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen a few people do this with their labels. It could have been like old El Paso or something. Right. You just shine your phone over the yeah. label, and and then like you know the recipe comes up on your screen, that and there's a video. It's
0: been interesting because we had quite a few brands worked with a wine brand there, um, and they were want to do the same with wines, and and I just I, I, it's it feels like it's like almost that Betamax step that just hasn't quite happened yet. Yeah,
1: the kind of QR codes. Yeah. Like ugly. QR on a label, yeah, no but I, I, it, might,
0: it might come when it's more seamless or yeah. I think voice might play a part in that, you know, I, whereas if it actually spoke the tasting notes to you maybe rather than having to watch a screen or it could be interesting to see how that works you know, I definitely. think kind
1: of the biggest AR trend we've seen is filters, mm. you know, all, all of these filters yeah, yeah. Um, that you can you know, turn yourself into a taco mm. or a burger or you know, put unicorn Sort of designs on your face. And so AR filters, which are inbuilt into Snapchat and now Instagram as well, they've been sort of the biggest adoption of AR with kind of mass public. Could that
0: be the future of beauty that you don't get plastic surgery but you've got some kind of real life? projection filter <laughs> you walk face? around
1: with a projector <laughs> I love
0: it because it's slightly touched on it in years and years that mm. amazing program that's on we yeah BBC and I love they that. actually she actually wore a sort of mask thing but I wonder mm. like if you'd be able to alter the perception mm. of you can alter the perception of your partner
1: oh that would be creepy Brad Pitt
0: yeah. face mask
1: imagine if it ran out of <laughs> batteries one day and you suddenly thought oh yeah it's this hagg- <laughs> yeah. haggard old well, man yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: There was a really interesting example, actually, um, the year before last now of makeup brand Charlotte Tilbury, Mm -hmm. who had this sort of AR mirror in their um, in their shop in Westfield where there were sort of, I think 10 makeup looks, you just sat in front of the mirror, tapped on the look you wanted and it just applied it to your face. And then if you like that look, you go and buy the product. If you think about brands like McDonald's, Disney, Mercedes Benz, Mm -hmm. Starbucks, they've all used AR filters. Mm -hmm. And now there is, um, in Snapchat, the launch of spark AR, which has even propelled more filters because people are just developing more and more of their own filters. Um, In Instagram, we've seen a lot of new AR filters come on, not just for your face, but also filters that you can film in. And they've kind of made this an open platform so people can create their own filters and upload them into Instagram as well, which I think is really pushing that kind of creative aspect of Instagram. And so I think we're just gonna see more and more brands come up with clever ways of using AR for social content to go viral, essentially. Um, I always really like, I mean, it's quite a simple one, but I love the Disney example where you can only get Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse ears if you're geolocated at Disney Is
0: at the time.
1: Right? So okay. they've done that via Snapchat geo filters. So with Snapchat geo filters, they only appear if you're in a certain right. sp- space. So Disney have sort of mapped out where all of their theme parks are And it's sort of that kudos, like I've got the Minnie Mouse ears on because I'm at Disney. You can't get them anywhere else. Yeah, yeah.
0: So people would probably book just to get that as well. Yeah, it's that FOMO, isn't it, again?
1: So, yeah, I think we're going to see some really interesting ways of using AR for fun, but also things like to provide better shopping experiences or even to kind of show off an experience of a restaurant or a hotel, for example. Um, So keep your eye out for that one. So the next one is sort of changing things up slightly. We've got three more trends to go. Mm -hmm. Customer service. So question for you, Mark. Mm -hmm. If you messaged a brand with a complaint, Mm -hmm. what kind of time zone, time period would you expect a response?
0: Zero patience.
1: Well, 37% of consumers who use social media to complain or question brands expect to get a response in under 30 minutes. Yeah. So you're quite right there. I mean, I remember a few years ago when it was 24 hours and then I remember when it was 12 hours and now it's half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: just I just yeah, I, people should be You know, sort of teamed up for that, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not hard to set up notifications on your phone or to get an email every Mm. time you get a tweet. Um, Or with tools like Sprout Social, um, you can just keep on top of that dashboard and you can assign different questions to different team members as well. Obviously, Sprout Social comes at a cost, so it depends on your budget. Mm. But I think going into 2020, customers now expect a five-star customer service. I think it's got to be personalised, so you've got to, you know, respond to people with their first name, you've got to be empathetic and apologise, you know, really quickly, even if you can see that it's not necessarily your fault. And also set that process for checking your brand inquiries and dealing with them in a really efficient manner. Mm-hmm. I think if you get a customer service inquiry and that's going to require you going back and chatting to some members of your team and finding out the answer and then getting back to the exactly. customer, just drop them a message saying, mm-hmm. so sorry to hear about this. Um, we're going to investigate and we'll yeah. get back to you as soon as possible. Yeah. There's a lot of... Um, auto response tools you can use now Mm -hmm. so I noticed the other day that if you use Facebook instant replies Mm -hmm. which is a tool which lives in your Facebook page in the messaging settings you can switch on an instant reply Mm -hmm. on Facebook and Instagram okay so if someone messages your page or your Instagram profile you can send an auto message back Yep. And that could be that buffer, being like, thanks for your message. We're going to get back to you yeah. within the next couple of hours it's or just before the end of the day. It's just customer
0: service. You know, put someone on a holding pattern, make them feel valued mm. and, and sort of go that way. I think that's the way to do that. Yeah, I've then been, figure
1: it. Yeah, I've been in that situation as well where I've, I don't know, messaged a restaurant and said, oh, you know, interested in coming for Mother's Day lunch or whatever. Mm. And you don't hear anything back. So, what do you do? You start looking at other places, yeah. alternatives. Whereas if you had that message back straight away, oh, yeah, of course, we're just still working on the menu. We'll get it over yeah. to you in the next couple of days. Okay, brilliant. I'll probably go off. there. Yeah, yeah. So, I think just really thinking about your customer service process and really streamlining it for mm. 2020 is such an easy win.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Three more trends right. to go. I'll do them
0: quick fire.
1: The one that's probably most important is greater understanding of ads placements. Mm-hmm. So what this means is where your ads go.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, if you're using Facebook ads manager or boosted posts, your ads will show across Facebook news Feed, Instagram feed, you could put them in stories, you could put them in messenger and yeah. soon you'll be able to put them in WhatsApp as well. So when you're selecting your placements, I think you need to be really choosy about where makes most sense for somebody to see that ad. Um, And that's probably another of those kind of mistakes I see. Someone's taken a post and shoved it in a story as well as in a news feed and it looks awful in a story. So I think we're going to see more choice in places of where to advertise and brands being more selective over where their ads are going. And then the last two are sort of, uh, I'd say, less... Um, important for marketers but mm. more general of our use of social yeah. media less fake news yeah. so I do think you know f- fake news became such a buzzword mm-hmm. in sort of 2016 and going into 2017 and unfortunately it is still rife but brands will be more conscious over sources which they share and more fact checking is going to be taking place Definitely. I think we're going to see more people questioning whether something is real yeah Um, And also a renewed interest in sort of more premium media outlets, like people will be following, you know, Bloomberg and FT and rather than the sort of random topnewstoday.com. And then the other one is political ads. So Twitter recently won a claim for taking a stand and announcing that they're no longer going to be hosting political ads on the platform. I think that's really important for 2020, whereas Facebook, they haven't said anything yet yeah. they're looking into their policies but I'd highly doubt if yeah. they took the same decision so I think that's just something to be aware of whether you know whether these platforms are going to continue to have that kind of political aspect to it mm. just on an interesting point there anecdotally of quite a few people said to me you know we've really seen a lot less engagement on our twitter account over the last couple of years okay. brand wise mm-hmm. And they think that's down to Brexit and the focus on politics on Twitter. Yeah. So will the stand by Twitter not to run any political ads, would that curb some of the discussion around politics? Probably not, but maybe something to look out for.
0: Um, I I think it's quite interesting, like Twitter just isn't seen as a good promotional platform by most. And... I think it is using it for its main use and, you know, I've really bought into the fact that it is mainly news and events. Yeah, you know, that I mean, is what it's about. That's it. You we know. talked
1: about Greg's, like, pretty early on when we saw each other this morning and that's how I found out that they were doing yeah. a steak bake because it was trending on Twitter yesterday. So I still absolutely look at the trends. Yeah. So I think if you've got something newsworthy mm. that needs to go on, Twitter, but if it's just kind of standard promotional yeah, we've got stuff, three
0: pound fifty pint promotional what was like? Exactly. But also, yeah, we were talking about Chessington. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who we were trending yesterday? I was thinking, I'm just back from Chessington, so I was thinking, what the? Why is this trending? And then it was just it was as simple as a competition, and lots of people got involved. There was uh, what would, what did it say? Some what was rude it?
1: entries. Yeah,
0: there was. Um, tell is a reason why you know whatever and some of it was you know their kids looked all cute and you know then there was some sob stories and there was different things and then there was yeah some yeah animal genitalia mm. <laughs> which was fun so yeah I didn't really need to see that last night as I was going to bed but, but we're talking think, about Tessington yeah. so yeah <laughs> someone might be feeling upset about it but it probably I mean to get it trending and yeah. more than half was actually good stuff
1: yeah then exactly I and also i like, think you know there's so many trends you could tap into yeah, veganuary hogmanay yeah. burns night um what else happens in january blue monday blue
0: monday yeah all the sober stuff yeah you know all yeah the stop i know
1: so, yeah. oh, that's october
0: yeah. just dry january Dry january yeah yeah so there's all that stuff that's another thing i'd like to see less of and i'm, I'm a charitable person but the amount of people asking for money at the moment is just Insane. Mm. There's a lot, too much going on. Which is, oh my, you know, I'm I'm going a bike ride somewhere. I'm doing. It just seems rife at the moment. Really, you know? I don't see that much oh of it.
1: God, Maybe I'm in the I'm wrong. I'm not doing
0: Christmas cards. Therefore, for my birthday, give me a donation. It's like I don't give you a present anyway. I'm giving you a donation. <laughs> so yeah, there's just a lot of that going on at the moment. So yeah. That's, there's a lot of unfollowing going on with that stuff as well
1: not making the cards. Yeah, yeah yeah interesting <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting to see i mean so much opportunity in 2020 for social media who's going to come out the the winners at the end of yeah. it who are the big brands we're going to sort of applaud this year yeah yeah. that's what i'm always interested any to predictions see. um i think i think we're going to see some really interesting kind of shopping experiences mm. from some of the retail brands who may be struggling a bit on the high street yeah. and are thinking of ways to really revolutionize. Um, I always love seeing what brands like Ikea do. I yeah. think they do some really cool stuff. I think we'll see a lot of really interesting um, influence the content, particularly yeah. from sort of pop-ups, mm-hmm. um, street food places. I mean there's a great influencer I follow called Fresh Mike Eats yes
0: that's and the one I was thinking of in my head he's got
1: some amazing he's content. got like the
0: deconstructed matrix yeah, like flying, noodles flying in the air and, and, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think that's
0: really cool so I think we're
1: going to see some really cool stuff from that but I, I mean it's hard to predict but I think we're going to see some amazing sort of once in a lifetime competitions as well yeah because I think that kind of stuff is really easy to do mm. and can just lie yeah, as well yeah. so do you remember years ago there was that kind of win a job on a desert island yeah. and that just went viral yeah, I think I think we're going to see something a bit a like that again yeah.
0: yeah well it just feels, you know, there's a bit of you know, sort of uncertainty in the world and things like that so I think any joy,
1: comfort that,
0: yeah, comfort, yeah. joy, nostalgia things like that that brands can give over I think would, would make people really happy and get them through their Definitely, definitely,
1: definitely, yeah, but I'm always reporting on the trends and um, making sure my community are up to date, so yes. as you know Mark, I run a Facebook group, yep. my own Very private successful. dark social, yeah, yeah, which is called the Avocado Social Media Hub, mm-hmm. which is free to join, you can find it on Facebook, mm-hmm. and anything interesting, any nuggets, that's yep. the first place I will post them.
0: And questions, and mm. you know, all these things, and I've found it really You know, helpful and also on top of that, you know, your blog stuff. You know, we'll be doing training stuff, you'll be doing training stuff, you know, we'll be doing boot camps, and I think there's also some e learning stuff going on soon as well. Absolutely,
1: we'll be back in September for our annual Propel Propel, event. Yeah, so
0: watch this space for some others, see if we can get our passports out. Be nice.
1: Yeah, go somewhere nice. Yeah, so yeah,
0: well, thanks so much for thank you for having me. That 20 ish. Um It was i <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was twenty.
1: <laughs> and then we'll um
0: we'll obviously, you know, get links up to all of the content and do of some course. summaries and all that jazz. But thanks so much. I think we're gonna go get some lunch.
1: Let's do it. So
0: maybe Fatomano or Will Floor or one of these. Yeah, that
1: sounds great.
0: And yeah, so happy, healthy twenty twenty. But brings you a lot of good luck and yeah, I'll see you no doubt in the next couple of weeks.
1: You too, Mark. Thanks so much for having cool. me.
0: So there you go A great podcast full of tips Of what you can do To improve your social media game In 2020 from Alison and Rich At Avocado Social Thanks also to Rich for filming And being a bit of a gopher on the day Getting his coffees and the like And thank you to Platform 9 At Hove Town Hall for hosting us We also had a lovely pizza At Fat o Mano in Hove So if you're ever down that way Do check it out A huge thanks also to you for listening and sharing with all your friends. We're really seeing the numbers rocket in terms of listeners, which is great news and really keeps me going in terms of knowing this is the right thing to do, getting content out there and sharing as much valuable information and people's stories as I possibly can. A huge thanks also to BDO for sponsoring us and being our partner all the way through from episode one. We really appreciate it and we definitely could not do it without you. And a huge thanks also to Gaz and Gabby for all of their hard work in putting the podcast together. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off. Happy 2020, if it's not too late to say that now. I hope this podcast has really given you some practical tips and value that will help your brand boom.